Hey everyone, I'm David Finns, and this is a special edition of the Cyber Insurance Imperative. In this episode, we're going to talk about a pair of decisions earlier this month from the Illinois Supreme Court, which should have companies that collect biometric data on high alert. First, the Illinois Supreme Court ruled that a five-year limitations period applies to actions brought under the Biometric Information Privacy Act, or BIPA. In the case of Tim's versus Black Horse Carriers, an employee filed a potential class action suit against his employer, claiming that the company failed to comply with BIPA's requirements for the retention, destruction, and consent in the collection of biometric information when it mandated that employees use a fingerprint time clock. The employer sought dismissal of the matter on grounds that the action was barred by the one-year limitations period applicable to publication of private facts. The employee argued that the five-year catch-all statute of limitations should apply, reasoning that the BIPA claim wasn't based on the publication of private information per se, but rather upon the company's legal obligations under the statute relating to the handling and collection of biometric data. And the court agreed, holding that for the sake of certainty and predictability, only a single limitations period should apply. Looking at the statute's plain meaning, the court concluded that BIPA sets out the rules around the collection, retention, disclosure, and destruction of biometric data, and that the five-year statute applies across the board. The court acknowledged that the one-year statute of limitations could be applied to certain portions of the act. However, the court looked to a number of factors such as legislative intent, the purpose of the statute, and importantly, the fact that there is no explicit statute of limitations period set forth in the act itself. Based upon all of these factors, the court determined that it would apply the catch-all five-year statute of limitations period to all BIPA matters. Next, in the case of Cothran v. White Castle System, the Illinois Supreme Court has held that claims under the Illinois Biometric Information Privacy Act accrue with each and every alleged violation, meaning that each scanning or transmission of a person's data without their prior consent gives rise to a separate claim. In this case, an employee sued a fast food restaurant chain for violating BIPA through its long-standing practice of requiring employees to submit to a fingerprint scan in order to access pay stubs and then disclosing those scans to an outside vendor who managed the company's data system. The company asserted that because their practice went back to 2004 and BIPA wasn't enacted until four years later, the actions in question were all related and the statute of limitations had expired. The court disagreed concluding that the lawsuit was timely with respect to any scans taking place within the five-year statute of limitations because each scan was a separate violation of the statute, creating a new claim under BIPA subject to its own statute of limitations. While recognizing that this holding places a heavy burden on businesses in Illinois, the court maintained that it was bound to interpret the statute as written, and that only the state legislature can change the law's wording. These two decisions taken together create a hazardous litigation landscape for Illinois companies, particularly employers. You may recall that the court's 2019 decision in Rosenbach v. Six Flags Entertainment 
made clear that plaintiffs did not need to prove actual injury to avail themselves of protection under the statute. Well, now that they also enjoy a five-year statute of limitation for their claims, and those claims accrue with each separate violation of the law, and with penalties of $1,000 to $5,000 per violation, the damages could really add up. Companies doing business in Illinois, and employers in particular, should be mindful of this extended statute of limitations and review both past and current practices to identify any exposures to potential liability. They should also check their cyber insurance policies for any exclusions relating to the wrongful collection of personal information, as well as confirming how statutory damages are treated under the policy, as these are sometimes construed by the carriers as fines and penalties. And if your broker isn't talking to you about the impact of these decisions on your data privacy practices, maybe it's time that you discover the more rewarding way to manage risk. So DM me on LinkedIn or email me at david.fins at alliant.com and I'll be happy to take a look at your existing cyber insurance policy and offer my take on the current wording. Thanks for listening.